dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. guys want to come on up. I have uh, DJ Killer Kev and Kev Nash of Hot 102.9. So before they start, I want to I tell you, back a, a couple years ago, we were kind of disorganized as a podcast, and our founder left, and I wanted, we were really white. Like, we really <laughs> represented the... Caucasian aspect of the gym city. And I felt like, as Dayton as a whole, that we needed to give voices. And Gym City Podcast, I consider us to be like an audio magazine to what's going on in the city. So Mondays we feature, Libby does community conversations with the movers and shakers of the area. Wednesday I feature local podcasts or local music. And then on Friday, we have You Can't Make This Up, and they release their own podcast on their own feed. It usually comes out on Mondays, and you go subscribe to that. But then on Fridays, it appears on Gym City Podcast, and you get updates on their lives. You get updates on sports, on pop culture, on media, and sometimes they dip their toes into politics. But like, I, I think their voices are very important. And they've been at it for a while, and I'm honored to have them on Gym City Podcast. And honored, yeah. So appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. So I want to welcome Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev from Hot 102.9. Go on your podcast on your phones. Yeah. Search "You Can't Make This Up" and go subscribe. They're on Instagram. You can't make this up podcast. Go follow them on social media. And if you guys need a DJ for your wedding or a DJ for your event, this gentleman does DJ. He does DJ work, and he's one of the best in the city. So go go look him up. Can you come on Monday to my job and interview me? <laughs> that would be amazing. So I want to welcome You Can't Make This Up podcast. Thank you, thank you. Hey. Appreciate the love, appreciate the love. One time for Izzy, one time for Izzy as well. Putting on a dope event. Well, I'm Kev Nash. I'm DJ Killer Kev. And uh, we are You Can't Make This Up podcast. Um, our podcast really came about just being organic, and that's something we really pride ourselves on, is uh, being very organic about our message, about what we do and how we are. Since uh, I work at the radio station, I get a ton of people wanting their music on the radio. And in having that line between uh, the radio life and the podcast gets blurry sometimes and people want interviews on our podcast and sometimes I have to tell those people no because I have a partner you know it can't just be yeah we're gonna do this I have to run it past my partner and that's a great thing about having a relationship with someone that I can always defer to him and say what do you think yeah 
We also, uh, we started podcasting April, we're almost at our three-year mark, April yeah, yeah. of 2016. Thank you, thank you for that three-year mark. We've uh, we recorded 142 episodes, we usually do every week, we try. We've only missed uh, Christmas, mom's birthdays, you know, yeah. super the important, important stuff. stuff. <laughs> but um, for me, uh, this was an opportunity, um, I was a big band geek in school, so uh, I, I was missing that musical void for me, and uh, DJing kind of filled that for me, and then in the DJ lane, uh, you build relationships with people, and I uh, met Kev. Uh, no, it wasn't even Kev Nash then. What was nah, it? man, I was going by K Dub. K Dub, yeah, yeah, it was K Dub, and um, met him probably eight, nine, ten years ago, yeah. and uh, started doing this DJing thing with the radio station, helping them with events, building that relationship, and uh, he approached me with the podcast ideal, and uh, I fell in love with it. So it's a new world for me, even if even at three years, but I, I love it and I'm uh, happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's something that we do podcasting um, for myself. It's another way to get myself out there and actually practice my craft of broadcasting. And it's given me an ability to talk about certain things that I really can't talk about on the air. Um, you know, people have this perspective of being on the radio that, all right, you crack the mic and you, you're able to talk about whatever you want to, however you want to but you have mass of people, amounts of people listen to you at one time. And my purpose on the radio is to have a great entertaining show and have great feedback with the listeners because it's really about the music and the listeners. It's really not about me. It's about the listeners and the music. But a podcast, I'm able to fully express myself and give my full thoughts. But bro, I, wanted to, I want you to tell everybody how you became a DJ. <laughs> I know this story, but they may not know this story. So um, it's a pretty funny story, actually. My uh, close friend of mine does music He's from the Dayton area, does uh, rap music, and he uh, moved to LA 11 years ago. Um, so we were probably, I don't know, six months into the thought process of him even being and doing music, and he brought up the conversation that a lot of people that does music in town doesn't have their own DJ. And we were having this conversation on the way to the Argosy Casino, I think it's called in Lawrenceburg. I'm not sure what it's called now, but um, the, we have Ohio Casino. So we were driving to Indiana to go to the casino and just having this conversation. It was my birthday and uh, I get to the casino. I'm playing roulette, which is my favorite game. Also <laughs> my uh, biggest deck creator. And uh, we <laughs> playing roulette, and I end up getting up to about, I don't know, $1,200, $1,300. Now, at, at that time, I was four months married, um, had a six-month-old, uh, one kid. I have three kids now. And um, all this was just a birthday getaway with my buddy. And uh, when I won that money, after having that conversation, we stopped at a guitar center. I bought a controller, speakers. I come home to my wife and tell her I'm a DJ. <laughs> and uh, she... she you know, explicit, explicit, beep, beep. You know, she wasn't very happy with me spending $1,200 at a guitar center with no conversation with her. But it led me to um, now I, I do probably 20 weddings a year. Um, I do, I have contracts with uh, Right Pat. I do their Christmas party every year. So it, it, it turned a hobby for me into an uh, income creator. And uh, it felt my musical void. So I uh, became a DJ at the casino. <laughs> that's amazing dog Absolutely. tell them how you got the radio don't, man, don't do me like that oh uh, yeah i put myself out there man um i went to wright state university um i'm originally from cleveland ohio and my brother went to central state 
So I've been in the Dayton area for a long time, in and out, going to Central State homecomings. And I remember when Wright State came to my high school, I went and spoke with them. And the biggest thing about Wright State, they offered me the most money. So I wasn't trying to have a whole bunch of student loan debt. So I was like, well, looks like I'm going to Wright State. <laughs> and since uh, my brother is my idol, I looked up to him. I still look up to him to this day. Uh, he was a business major at Central State. So of course, I'm gonna be a business major as well. I'm gonna go into accounting and I'm gonna be an accountant and I'm gonna, everything's gonna be great. Wrong, everything was not great. I was on my way to failing out of school. I was on academic probation. Um, intercepting letters being sent to my mom's house via <laughs> my cousin so she wouldn't find out how terrible I was doing in school. But the one saving grace was I was already working at WWSU, the radio station at, at Wright State, just as a hobby for fun. And it was one of my buddies was just like, look, man, you're on your way out of here. If you don't want to be here, you might as well just leave or you probably can switch your major now before things get really bad and maybe you can make something of this. And that's what I did. I changed my major to communications and via that, I graduated and upon graduation, I had an internship at Hot 1029. And at that time, Hot 1029 had just came to the city. I interned there. Uh, after I was graduated, I was still working at Wright State's library. I was working at the Fairfield Mall and I was a part-time employee at the radio station. So working three part-time jobs to get by basically was, was my penance for just basically doing something that I knew that I didn't want to do business-wise because I always knew like this really wasn't in my heart. Music was in my heart and doing something I always wanted to do became my passion and that's how I got into the radio game. Yeah, and then um, those two worlds collided and uh, facts, here facts. since you can't make this up podcast. Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, we met through OPZ, right? We did, okay. we did, uh, one of your college uh, ah. party guys. And, yeah, uh, yeah, my, uh, I, I call him my Mr. Miyagi, he's the guy that kind of took me under his wing. He's, a, he's actually a State Farm agent by day and a DJ by night. and. Uh, Took me under his wing and uh, taught me the ropes. So when I asked you about the podcast, what was your first thoughts? Um, why'd you ask me? <laughs> the reason was because I knew nothing about it. All I knew is that I've always had an interest in radio. And one thing I pride myself on is uh, building relationships with people, you know, getting to know all the walks of people that are around me and just getting to know people. And um, when, you, when you asked me that, it was an opportunity for me to kind of scratch my curiosity from the, I'm sure you guys remember the like Z93 days and you know, re recording radio at home and listening to your favorite songs and it just, I wanted to come in that, in that world. So it was an opportunity for me to get, in, get into the radio doors and see how that world operates. And um, yeah, it, it happened. Yeah, yeah man, <laughs> I remember when I first heard about podcasting, I was like, why would someone listen to another person talk about a whole bunch of different things? Yeah. And then I got roped in by a movie podcast, and then I got roped in by a hip-hop podcast, and once I got roped in by that, I was like, I gotta do this. Yeah. I talk about this all the time. I argue with my brother about this subject. I argue with my cousin about this subject, and that's really it is. It's a conversation, and when I reached out to you, I didn't know 
if you would say yes or no, because I mean, at that time, you just had two kids, yeah. but I knew you, were you still working at the post office? I was. You were still working at the post I office, was. you was DJing, I was just like, man, forget it, man. And I think something real dope about our podcast, we knew each other, but we weren't friends. Yeah. So through this podcast, we become friends and we communicate on a daily basis. Yeah. We're always talking about like, oh, we'll send each other a text message about, oh yeah, that's definitely a topic. Content, content. <laughs> content, <laughs> content, content, because like I said before, um, our podcast is organic. Everything that goes around us is a topic, you know, from what's going on with Cardi B, from what's going on in the White House, what's going on right here in our own community. Uh, it's just tons and tons of content, and we all have our own views on it, our own perspectives on it. So I, that's why I think our podcast is dope. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people look for podcasts for a certain viewpoint, but they look and for entertainment and to have fun. And one thing I think about our podcast, the You Can't Make This Up podcast, that makes us a little special is that I can bring my world from community um, not professionally trained, and he can bring his professionalism, and together we can get, you know, my relationships, his relationships. We've had, you know, a lot of local heroes, I would call mm -hmm. them. You know, we've had Mr. Keith Byers. We've had a lot of uh, Brandon McKinney, uh, a football player from our area. We've had, uh, of course, Izzy. And I looked on the podcast last week. Uh, he was episode 28, not 50. So he was <laughs> one of our early guests. Yeah. But we got to bring in some of the community, some of the people that are movers and shakers in our in our area and and, and community involved. We had um, we've had uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. We got to. Uh, so that's what I talk about with our relationships. We 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 were able to bring his world and bring my world and kind of make this a thing. So it, it, it grew without us necessarily, I won't say we didn't want it to, but we had no intentions in April of 2016 to be sitting here in April of 2019 still podcasting or even being a podcast. It's, for me, it was a, uh, I fell in love with it and I'm, I'm, I'm learning every day. You know what the funny thing about the Kevin Hart interview? <laughs> and I'm gonna tell it, bro. <laughs> so, Kevin Hart, uh, was it like two years ago or a year and a half ago? He Maybe, was coming yeah. to the Nutter Center yeah. uh, for one of his shows, and they reached out to me at the radio station and said he's going to be doing some phoners to promote the show and everything like that. So immediately my mind went selfishly to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, well, I can use this content for the radio, and that'll be great. But he's already doing an interview with Ryan Drake, who's on in the afternoon. No need to overload the city with Kevin Hart, right? So <laughs> I said, absolutely, we'll have Kevin Hart. So I called Kev. I was like, what are you doing? No, you got yeah. You called me and said, I need you to be here at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and he's never told me, never, I need you to be here. And I'm like, okay, I'll be here. I'm like, why? Well, he's like, we're interviewing Kevin Hart. It's like. On a random of, Tuesday. Of course I'll be there. Like, <laughs> that's probably our biggest, you know, win, yeah. win to date. So Yeah, that's a huge win for us. <laughs> We've also interviewed Tony Rock, who's yes. a personal friend of yours. Yes, and that's a relationship that I built through, built through DJing. Um, in my DJing career, I've uh, had the opportunity, a friend of mine worked at the Funny Bone. It's all about relationships for me, but a friend of mine worked at the Funny Bone. Her job was to go to and from the airport, to radio, to TV, to take these artists where they needed to go. And uh, she was playing my friend's music. He liked it. He invited us out. We went to a show. We ended up going to the whole weekend of shows and 
about about a year to two years later, he had booked me for like, I went out there for about six straight years for his birthday, which also falls during the BET Award weekend. So it was like huge exposure for me to be able to take my name into that world of like real Hollywood, real entertainment. You know, I'm seeing, I'm DJing, seeing faces of people that I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And so it just. Can we get the Monica story? <laughs> and she's single again, by the way. I just saw that. Even though I'm too married. Too bad I'm now. not, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, can we get the Monica story? Monica, uh, R&B artist, she, um, <laughs> so we went to, um, anybody that's gone to the California area, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles is a, is a big deal out there. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, every time I go out there, that's a must stop for me. So a couple of buddies of, of mine came with me. Um, one of them went to Ohio State. So we're eating, and, and uh, O-H. I-O. <laughs> and um, we were eating, and uh, just literally the booth divider, you know, the next section over, Monica and her friend sits down. And, you know, a couple of my buddies are, like, fanning out. You know, she's sitting close to me, and I look over and kind of trying to, trying to make the first eye contact <laughs> so I can say something to her. And um, her friend actually looks over at my buddy and says, you used to date my friend. You went to Ohio State. So, like, the whole room stops, like, well, us and them, like, what? So that was our way to, you know, talk to them. So they, and she had, like, bad things to say, like, you, you dogged my friend, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he's like, I don't remember, you know, he's trying to play it off. It was college. It was. But that led to, hey, I'm DJing this party for Tony Rock, da, 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 send them an invite, thinking, no way. And sure enough, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Monica walks in and, and, like, comes to, like, say hi to me. Like, she knows me and, like, the room. People that are with Tony that know me, that were there, are looking at me, like, how do you know Monica? I'm like, I don't. I just met her at lunch <laughs> few, five hours ago. Like, yeah, right. And I really did. So, yeah, that's the world of, uh, the world of, of, DJing, yeah, the world of DJing can get lucky sometimes. Was that the dopest party you ever DJed? Um... No, I, honestly, the dopest thing I've ever did to me was, it wasn't a party, it was, a, I did a comedy show in Detroit for Tony. Um, it was Tony Rock, some more um, Earthquake, and Bruce, Bruce, maybe, but a couple of comedians. But it was, you know, 15,000 people. Woo. I had the uh, music in the beginning, intermission in the end, and uh, Tony made a good point to, you know, tell my name, let him know I was kind of his DJ, yeah. so that was just like a... It was it was the real feeling, you know. The the people were screaming, having a good time. It was it was it was pretty cool. So. I think one of our biggest things that on our podcast is we're both married, but you're married with children, three daughters. Three, get it, get it correct. Yeah, three daughters, <laughs> three daughters, and I'm married. I have no kids, and I, that's something that about our podcast that we always have to get an update on yeah. about what's going on with your kids and how I'm able just to, eh, we're going to go here today. And yeah. like, yeah, not me, bro. I got yeah. this going on with the fam, man. And we've also, you know, both named Kevin. Yeah. So that uh, we also have some weird connections just as far as upbringing, mm -hmm. um, things that we've done in our lives. And both our mothers are nurses. Yes. And uh, both kind of raised single-parent households and uh didn't turn out too bad. So. Not, not bad at all, bro. Not bad at all. So you had an event today with the family, right? I did. I had a, uh, my, my two oldest are in Winter Color Guard at the Nutter Center. So I've been up since 6 o'clock <laughs> doing Winter Color Guard and uh, ran over here. So they're still there. They're waiting for me to know, come Want to know, know what I did? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, actually, I got up. 
I went to spin class. Okay. And then came home, went to sleep. <laughs> and I, I took a, the, like the best power nap in the world, bro. <laughs> I wanted to ask you while we're up here, what is your, I guess, what, what drives you to create content for both pod, radio, and kind of, you know, manage it both? Man, the, the biggest thing that I've learned in this whole crazy game of radio slash podcasting is it's about the content. Um, I had a lot of mentors that taught me like the ins and outs, the, the do's and the don'ts. But the biggest thing I learned from one of my mentors, Craig Black, was it's about content. What are you going to do to make people coming back? Because especially today, people can get their music right here whenever they want it. They don't have to listen to the radio at all. If they want to hear a song, they can pull it up on their phone. No if answer, buts about it. So you as a person have to give them a reason to listen to you. So I try to just make sure, one, most importantly, I'm being myself on the radio. I don't ever want it to be a situation where uh, I have to turn Kev Nash on and turn Kevin on. I, I'm the same person 365. So I'm a goofy person by nature. So how I kind of like always open up my radio show is the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up. So it could be, hey, LeBron airballed something, and I get feedback from people. Uh, I have a listener that basically every time I bash LeBron, he calls in, and me and him go at it about <laughs> me bashing LeBron. I was like, well, why you hate LeBron? Well, because he went to the Lakers. It's like, is that a reason? Yes, that's reason enough. And then I also have another segment on my show uh, called The Tweet of the Day. And um, probably the best one I've had so far that's got a lot of positive feedback from the listeners is from uh, Van Lathan, who works at um, TMZ and also has his own podcast. He was uh, talking about the famous R. Kelly interview. Um, he was saying something along the lines of, I'm not sure if R. Kelly should ever do an interview again or speak every single day. And I I felt that way when I saw the R. Kelly interview because obviously it's a crazy and horrible situation that's going on with R. Kelly, but at the same time, it is hilarious to hear him talk. So it's like you're torn, so I, I always try to find a funny tweet or a tweet that I can relate to and get feedback from the listener. So it's really all about content and getting interaction with the listeners on the air as far as the podcast, when I'm looking for content, I'm looking for stuff that I think this way about, and I'm trying to find content that, not that we argue or anything like that, but something that you, that I think that you probably will see different, so we can get two different viewpoints, as opposed to just like, yeah, man, I agree with that, moving right. on. Yeah, I agree with that, moving on. Right. Because I think probably like the biggest thing we have disagreements about it's sports. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely sports. We we disagree on sports. We Izzy Izzy, Izzy did say How's that we, Blazers pick looking for you. Man, so I was I've, I've been dying to talk all week about it because as soon as I said Portland was going to go to the finals, Nurkic breaks his leg. So I don't know. I, maybe I should stick to just DJing. Stick to golf, man. I don't know <laughs> yeah. nothing about golf. You'll clean up. I'm telling yeah. you. Well, I wanted to ask you too. So some of our people here can kind of get an idea of some of the people we've had on. Um, just some of the, your favorites, some of your favorites. of my um, One of my favorite episodes was the first interview we did with OPZ and Curtis Mann. Yeah. Um, 
I've known those guys since my Wright State days. They put on a great event called the Black Tie event that goes on. Uh, basically, it's alumni weekend for uh, Wright State students. They put a great event on every year. So it was just getting up with those guys because, you know, when you graduate from college, you that old saying like, yeah, we're going to stay in contact. But, you know, people move. People go this way, go that way, have kids, and they have their own personal lives going on. So to actually link up with some guys that are doing something amazing for Wright State and just to chop it up with them for an hour straight. And then after the whole podcast, chop it up for another hour reminiscing about the good old days. Yeah. That was uh, a good one. Um, another great one. Uh, in my opinion, was when we got down there and got a chance to um, talk with Tony. Oh, yeah. Now, when Tone was supposed to come in, <laughs> he was actually at the Dayton Funny Bone, and he overslept, right? Yes. So we had to do a phoner with somebody that was actually in the city, but we got a lot of great content from him, a lot of great stories from him, and Tony's just a naturally funny guy, and that relationship that you guys have is is dope for me just to like kind of be like a fly on the wall to hear you guys personal stories and just like man like yo it's Tony Rock and Tony Rock's like hilarious yeah yeah I think for me we've had a like I said we had a lot of sports figures on we've had a lot of uh, people in the community I really enjoyed for us we had a Q and A pod yeah and yeah. it was uh it was early on not super early maybe close to a year into our podcasting but it was. Like he said, we had a, re a working relationship within the community, within events, but we weren't, you know, friends. And as far as, you know, checking on you, what you're doing tonight, you know, just see the score, haha, you know, all that stuff. So for that Q&A, it allowed two Kevins who knew each other to kind of get to know each other on a more personal level. And from that point on, we really, like you said, our friendship has taken off. And uh, with us being an organic pod, you know, a lot of times, we, with our busy lives, you know, mine a little busier than his, but busy <laughs> lives, we, we, um, we come in, you know, Sunday morning, our own time, mm -hmm. you know, we're not doing this for the dollar per se, we're doing this for, I'm doing this for, I know, for the experience, uh, the opportunity, and the relationship, you know, that's, yeah. that's basically for me what it is, so I'm just, I wanted to tell you thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, and bro, thank you. I, I appreciate you, man, yeah. because I, I want to piggyback off uh, what someone said earlier. Um, looking at the numbers, looking at the numbers, it's, it's something that you naturally do, but it's something that I really took a step back from because I remember a week we didn't do a pod and it wasn't like our normal break where we go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving and everything like that. My phone blew up. Like, yo, where's the pod? Yeah, that's what I knew, too. Yeah, that's what I knew. I was <laughs> like, oh, this, forget the numbers. We have people that are listening that, like, yo, I need this on my Tuesday when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. I need the pod. Yeah. Like, that, that feeling right there trumps everything because, yeah, it's great to have X amount of listens, but these are people that you don't even know. But to have people that listen to your pod that you do know and you do respect, and then when you find out people are listening to your friends of yours are listening to a pod that you didn't even know that they were listening to. Yeah. Like my buddy Kelly, I didn't know he listened to our pod. He lives in Denver, Colorado, and he hit me up one day when we didn't do the pod. I was like, hey, uh, where's the pod? I'm about to go for my ride. Did you load it yet? Yeah. I was like, uh, there's, there's no pod this week. It's like, for real? <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do now? I was like, yeah. looks like you're going to have to. Listen to old one. Right. <laughs> There's a hundred or something for you to enjoy. And, and for, I wanted to ask you, too, 
with podcasting, do you, do you like it for, I guess I'm trying to say, do you like it for the people that are listening or are you, or are you have any selfishness to it? Because for me, I kind of piggyback off of that. I didn't really realize that we had people listening until kind of your home base checks in with you, you know, your family members, your friends, people that you wouldn't think they hear you talk enough. They don't want to spend, you know, an hour listening to your podcast. But from, from that moment on, it just made me think, like, we can really touch some people and right. really, you know, get a story out or start a conversation about something right. that needs to be talked about. And I just kind of wanted to ask you that. I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's selfishly because I really want to talk to you and get your feedback and have a good laugh <laughs> because, you know, like, like we were saying before, like, super busy. And, you know, I love my wife, but there's certain things that you don't talk to your wife about. Yeah. So you talk, we bring it to the pot or, you know, you vent about a certain thing or then you talk about it on the pot and, and there it is. You got it off your chest or then some days I'm like super pumped that people are hitting me up about a dope pod that we have. So it's, it yeah. goes 50-50. Yeah, you, you've actually became my therapy because... Uh, being a military vet, I've had to go through some, some, some stories, and uh, this is really an avenue for me to open up in ways I haven't, express myself, um, give opinions. I'm really reserved in the whole debate world. I don't, I don't get too involved with uh, you know, one opinion versus another, and we're never going to reach an agreement, so mm -hmm. I kind of stay away from that, but it's kind of opened up me and shown me some ways that I can communicate better, so I'm a little selfish with it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just like doing the pod because... It's just something different. It gives a lot of people, I mean, podcasting and social media in general, you can do it, anybody can do it. And anybody can have a following and get your voice out there. Even if you look at those plays and you're only getting one or two plays, that means somebody's listening to your voice. And like you said, it's like therapeutic. Yeah. You're able to talk about it and like, you don't need a fancy studio. You don't need all these bells and whistles that some people think you need. Like, they have tons of podcasting apps that you can use right on your phone and just, just to talk about it. Yeah. You know, uh, I talked to a buddy of mine. He does, pers he, he's a therapist. And he listened to the pod from time to time. And he said, like, yeah, he said that, like, what you're doing is, like, therapeutic. Like, yeah. talking about just everything that's on your mind. Yeah. And I, I never looked at it like that. I was like, well, I'm, it's just a pod. It's like, you know, I'm with my homie and we just talking, having fun, shooting the, shooting the, shooting the dice or whatever. And he's like, no, but like, that's important to talk about. Talk, yeah. Talking is super important, especially in the world today when most of our communication is via text, you know? So actually talking to another person helps with speech, helps with everything. Yeah. And also, while I'm up here and have this opportunity, I want to thank Izzy. Izzy, uh, Izzy has been a real, a real bright light to me as far as the podcasting world goes. Um, to see his passion with it, to see the hours he spends doing it, the things he's involved with it, it really uh, doesn't. I try not to take too many Sundays off. You know, he uh, there's somebody out there working harder than me at it. So facts, I just wanted facts, to say, facts. Izzy, thank you for letting us be up here, and we appreciate you, buddy. What the Buccaneers gonna do this year? <laughs> if uh if you guys have questions we do have like q a yeah so 
Buccaneers are going to probably do horrible again. <laughs> but so they Bruce so, Arians, baby. Hey man, we you still got the the ingredients. They not adding too many different ingredients. So we'll see if a different chef can make a, a nice plate. Okay. But so college basketball. Mm-hmm. Are, who, who's going to win? Uh, Duke probably, but my bracket is busted. Yeah. Yes. I, I think most people's are. Yeah. I. I didn't want to pick Duke, but I did pick Duke. I wanted to pick North Carolina. Thank goodness I didn't pick them because they got blew out by 17 last night. But uh, I always, when I'm at the office pool, I always try to go a little left. Like, I always go with the majority pick to win it all, but I like to pick someone else to make it to the Final Four so I can get into the money. And it's about to be like the fourth year in a row I'm out of the money, so... What do I know? I picked North Carolina, Michigan, so. Oh, another bad yeah. sports I'm, pick. I'm not going to comment on that because I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, uh, I know your sneakerheads. Kev, what, uh, what hot shoe is out there right now that people should um, be paying attention to? The shoe that I am looking forward to getting the most coming up is the Crimson and Black Air Jordan 1. It comes out on, I want to say, the 12th. Um, there are none coming out in Dayton. There are none coming out in Cincinnati, so I'm calling my brother who lives in Las Vegas. Hopefully I can pick up a ten and a half. <laughs> do, you, do you have any crazy, because if you guys, how many of you guys are sneakerheads? No sneakerheads out there. So you guys don't know, you don't know the stories of what people do to get sneakers. Yeah. Kev, do you have any I have a, uh, I have a real quick one. Um, me and my cousin, we camped out at the mall in Cleveland on Thanksgiving night because they were releasing on Black Friday for the Jordan 4s. And we camped out. We got there probably about eh, 10 o'clock. They didn't open or slash release until 6 in the morning the next day. I had uh, my wife bring us blankets, uh, lawn chairs, uh, pizza. And when I finally got them, they're beautiful shoes. I didn't wear them probably for like mm, four months. When I finally wore them, the paint on the shoe cracked. So yeah. And then, <laughs> but even better, even better, when my cousin wore his, he didn't wear his for like a year. So his soul started coming loose. So I was like, yeah, maybe that wasn't a good idea. So, so what I ended up finding out was, that when you wear shoes, the heat from your feet keep the glue activated. So if any sneakerheads out there or whatever, wear your shoes because <laughs> that is like basically wasted $200. So. Well, what about people, creases in your Jordans? I know nah. you don't care? Nah. No? Brings, eh, who cares? I don't care. I, I really don't, I used to be like super crazy about creases and cleaning my shoes with a toothbrush. Now I just, uh, if I get some dirt on it, I wipe it off with a baby wipe and keep it moving. Like I'm not super duper crazy like that about them anymore, but I still, the ones that I gotta have, I gotta have. I just got some Jordan 6s. So yeah, I, I really calmed down. I'm, I'm, last year I told myself I was only gonna buy six pairs of sneakers. I only went over by like four, so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was good for me. Yeah, I feel you. Now, one, one topic that you may or may not have touched on it already, but it's hot in the news, and I keep up on a lot of pop, cult, pop culture stuff. Cardi B Barty. is in trouble because she happened to go on. Do you guys know Cardi B? Yes. Yes, <laughs> all right. So she, she ratted herself out on, on social media about some stuff in her past life. 
about uh, <laughs> basically she was a stripper yeah. and guys wanted to pay to have sex with her and she would take guys back to the hotel room, drug them, and then rob them and leave. And there's a whole people, <laughs> a whole group of people who are upset because the, she's not getting the treatment that Bill Cosby got. Mm -hmm. um, and the intricacy of the conversation is so different depending on who you ask. What you guys, what, what do you guys think about that? Man, uh, for me, it's. It's always kind of been that way, though. It's, women have, not to say women and men have been, you know, totally ha different set of rules, but it's always kind of been that, for me, this is my opinion, men have kind of always been the blame of that, and women have kind of been the victim of that. When, if you're kind of in that world, you kind of see that it's not necessarily, you know, men can get sexually harassed too, but most men don't complain about it. You know, they might be like, sweet, you know, so it, they might not. But most men have gone through something like that, and it might not have been voiced. But now that a woman has kind of said it and it's out there, I think, I think, I think it's going to be, I think she'll get in some trouble for it. But I don't think they'll be able to really, you know, go back and prosecute. But she'll, she'll lose some money, maybe lose some fans. That's kind of my thing. Man, look, bro, <laughs> I got two things. One... You can't compare her stealing money to somebody actually raping somebody. True. Uh, two, <laughs> like I had to tweet it today on Friday from uh, comedian uh, Naeem Lynn, strippers rob people every day, B. <laughs> like, look, man, that, that is the, the, the world of the strip world. Like, you dabble in that world, you get what you deserve, man. You want to try to take a take a stripper back to the hotel and think you about to have a good time, quote unquote. No, they about to have a good time and take your money. So buyer beware. <laughs> I like it. Now, uh, so if, does anybody else have any questions? Anybody? You can step up here and ask questions. So uh, there's a lot of, and this is kind of a controversial subject, especially for Hot 102.9. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of local rappers who have some anger Bring it on. Towards you guys about not showcasing local music. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of great local music. You Absolutely. guys are aware of it. But, you know, you're also, like, it, it's different. It's, it's, can you touch on that a little bit? Definitely. Um, I get that question eh, five times a week uh, about why the station doesn't play local music. And I always ask the people, why do you rap? And I, they always approach me with a puzzled look, like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not asking for them, I'm asking for my personal question. So after I stomp them with that question, I proceed on with the company line, well, you know, we have X amount of listener base. If you want a song played after Cardi B, before Beyonce, or after Drake, your song has to be as good as theirs. And one of those templates that we use is streaming especially today's society where any independent artist can put music on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, YouTube, those numbers are calculated there. And we can look at those numbers and justify if a song is quote unquote worthy enough to be played on Hot 1029. Um, I think we have dabbled in, with a couple local artists, Rambo Fame, um, Young Vader, um, 
Smoke has been played on the air. So there's been a couple artists that we've played on the air. And like I always tell them, um, us playing your song one time, what does that do for you? It's like, well, it gets it heard. I was like, yes, it gets it heard one time. And what you want to do is have your song popular enough in the club because that's where everything starts in the club. Like I said, organically is like how everything builds. So when a song becomes so popular that every club in Dayton is playing, we have no choice but to play it. So I, I always look at it as an aspect of people make a song and then it doesn't catch on, then they make another song. Then they make another song. Oh no, I'm pushing this song, just pushing this song. The DJs, the club DJs are more important than us at the moment. The radio is for quote unquote superstars. And once you become a superstar, we can play your music. But there's a ton of artists out there who are independent artists who make a ton of money on the road and don't get any airplay at all. Tech Nine is one of those. Macklemore, before he signed his contract, he was a millionaire. It's like, it's a ton of guys out there that make tons of money before they even get any type of airplay. Yeah. Well, that, that's all the time that we have for uh, free. You can't make this up. Hey. I want to thank you guys for being part of Dayton Podfest. And thank you for having appreciate us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank y'all, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. It, you, tell them where they can find social media and all that. Uh, you can find me at one Kev Nash on the gram and Twitter. And mine is DJ underscore K-I-L-L-A underscore Kev, K-E-V. And of course, you can make this up podcast on IG and on Twitter. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you. It.